I'm, I'm just going to take a minute before Ian brings the word of God to us. Um, I, I just feel so, so blessed to hear what God is doing in, in people's lives. He's growing us. He is a God who is for us, isn't he? You know, and um, just through the week, I, I looked up the word father. We're talking about the father's heart. And the word father comes from the Greek word pater. Um, it has three words that describe its meaning. He's a nourisher. He nourishes us. He gives us everything we need to grow in the way he wants us to grow. He's our nourisher. The second thing is protector. A father is a protector. He protects us. He protects us. He shields us. He is our fortress and our refuge that we can run into and hide. Our father. The other one is he is our upholder. He upholds us. He wants the best for us, to enable the best for us. And, you know, we've been listening through the series of the Father's heart, and we know that his love has absolutely no strings attached. He loves us because he loves us because he loves us. We also know he's faithful to us. He'll never let you down. God will never let you down. You know, I met my heavenly father three months after my natural father passed away. He died of cancer at 63. He was young. And for three months there, I had no father, no natural father, but I needed a father. I needed a nourisher. I needed a protector. And I needed someone who would uphold me. I needed God. And I gave my life to the Lord, and Jesus introduced me to my heavenly father. And, you know, as I heard the word of God from the Bible and as I came and I listened at church and I attended life groups, as they, they're called in those days, they were cell groups, or I went to this and I had people who walked with me and taught me the things of God. And, you know, I learned that God would provide. He would answer my every prayer. He wanted to bless me. He wanted to give me his best. I just believed it, and I followed it. And, you know, I found myself coming into a relationship with my heavenly father where I found him to be utterly and totally trustworthy. Do you know when you're in a trusting relationship, when you just trust somebody totally. You forget about what you want to be and all the rest. You just become who you are. You can be yourself with all the good things and all the not. So God knows all my weaknesses. He sees it all. You know, he knows all the best and he knows my strengths and he loves me. I can trust him. And I found that trusting God trusting him in every day. He will show you things. Trust him and do it. Even if you think it's silly, just trust God. Sometimes I have said the strangest things to people and they've come back and said, oh, it's just what I needed to hear. I've been so blessed. And I thought, oh gosh, you know, God, I have to trust God. I have to trust God in my every thought, in my every action. I have found that I can trust God. And then this week on Thursday morning, I was having my time and I was reading um, the Bible. And it was just, I was reading in Exodus chapter 2. I've written it down, so I want to read it to you. This is what I read. Now, a man from the house of Levi married a Levite woman. 
and she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. When she saw that he was a fine child, she hid him for three months. But when she could hide him no longer, she got a a papyrus basket for him and coated it with tar and pitch. Then she placed the child in it and put it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile. And I stopped. And I thought, you know where the story goes, because in the last chapter it said Pharaoh was killing off all the little Jewish boys, all the little Hebrew boys that were being born, they were being drowned in the Nile. And then there is this woman, she's a Levite, she's a person who trusts God, the Levite tribe were the ones who served in the temple, she was trusting God. Now how do you take a child, she's got a little boy that they know, are being tossed into the Nile. She's hiding him, this little boy. She's hiding him. But there comes at three months, I think of you, Jess, because Daisy's three months. At three months, this mother, this mother is challenged. She's trusting God. She gets this basket. She makes it waterproof. She puts the babe in and she releases it. And that was the moment when she trusted God for her baby's future. And look what happened. You can read the story for yourselves. Our God is a good God. He's got great things to give us. We can trust him for every need. Finances, trust God. He will supply. The Bible says it. We believe it. So trust the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your own understanding, but in every way acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. God is a good God, isn't he? You know, and as you go on with him, you learn more and more that he's just totally trustworthy, that we can trust him with every part of our lives. We don't have to understand everything all the time. We just learn that we can just walk by faith and sometimes not by sight because God is a good God and, and, and he, he's worthy of our trust. Well, you know, I was thinking, what, what am I going to say about the heart of the Father? And um, I came across a, a whole lot of cards that my four children had given to me on different occasions and I'd put them aside and I found them and uh, this was Saturday before last and I began to read what they had said and I began to realize that somehow they had caught something of my heart for them they understood something about me being their father. And as I read the cards, I thought, wow, I'm actually reflecting the father heart of God to these kids, and they've got it. They've caught something. And so I want to share with you what they said. You see, I opened my life to God when I was eight. And for 65 years, I've walked with knowing that God is my father. And somehow, that has changed my life. I had a great earthly father who cared for my brother and me and set us on the road, right road, and he imparted something. But then I 
began to understand my heavenly Father. Wow, what a difference. One of the cards, Darren, my youngest, well, trouble is they're not young anymore, but he's the youngest of the four. He wrote this. He said, thanks, Dad, for giving me this incredible family to grow up in. And I thought, wow. And I look around this morning, and I know we're not all here. There's a lot coming back from conference, but hey, this is a great family we're in. God has given you and I a great, excite family to grow up in, haven't he? I mean, it is just great to get to know the different people. We're getting to know people, and it's so rich, the variety of people, and, and, and just God sets the solitary in families. And the family has a father, our heavenly father. And uh, it's a beautiful thing to be in the family of God. They can be such, make such a difference in our lives. Darren went on to write in this card, thank you for being there. One of the great gifts we give to our children is just being there for them. In fact, this expression of thank you for being there was in all expressed by all my four children. And I began to realize that it's this aspect that is so important to our kids. And this is what I appreciate about Father God. He's always there. He's always there. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Darren actually said, thank you for being there even when you are not. <laughs> it's interesting that this young fellow growing up thought that even when I wasn't physically there, I was still there for him. Yeah, that's good. And God is like that, isn't he? Very good. Even when it doesn't appear, even when he doesn't seem to show up sometimes, he's always there. Yeah. He is dependable. He can be trusted. He is such a good God. And some days you don't even think he's there. You don't, but he's there. And you know, it's like that for this young fella. Even when I wasn't there personally, he knew I was there for him. And I'd be available to him. God said to Moses, my presence will go with you. And three times in these half a dozen or so cards, or ten or so of them, I read, this is what the kids said, thank you for believing in me. You see, we need a father who believes in us. And I want to tell you, your heavenly father believes in you. He believes in you. He created you, and he believes in you. You are a masterpiece of his creation. When he looks at you, he's thrilled to bits about you. That's my boy. That's my girl. He loves you with an unfailing love that will never change. He knows that he created you as a unique individual and he has connected you with the right family and the right people so you can be everything that he created you to be. And his heart will be contented when you believe in you as much as he believes in you. 
And he has taken many pages in the Bible to assure us that he so believes in us. His heart is for us. And if God's for us, who can be against us? Glenn sent me this card here one day. He said, and in it he wrote, Thank you for pointing me in the right direction. Thank you for pointing me in the right direction. Darren sent me the same card several years later. And Glenn wrote in his card to me, I know I wouldn't be on the track I am out on without you and your support. That's what God does, doesn't he? He puts us on the right track. He points us in the right direction. He helps us to make right decisions. He knows the way that we take. Hallelujah. And on one hand, he goes before us to prepare the way for us. And on the other hand, you can hear a still small voice behind you saying, this is the way. Walk in it. My, he cares for us. How many times has God saved us from making dumb decisions and putting us on the right track, yeah? And pointing us in the right direction. That's what fathers do. That's the heart of Father God, that he he helps us. I'm sure that we can all agree that none of us would be on the track we are on today without our Heavenly Father helping us, not only to find the track, but keeping us on it. We've heard some stories today of ones who were just starting to drift off track and they go to a conference and boom, back on track. <laughs> you know, and, and, and God does that for us. Hallelujah. And it's, it's a great thing. This card came in and it says this and it's, my kids all put their thing inside it. But it says this. Before we give you an all-expenses-paid trip to the Bahamas for your birthday, I need to, we, it says we need to know one thing. Oh, I got all excited about that. We need to know your credit card number. <laughs> what is that about? <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> One of the cards, my daughter Anita, I've got three boys and, and one girl. And uh, my daughter Anita wrote this, thank you for being approachable. Now that is an amazing thing that I so totally appreciate about my Father in heaven. That he is approachable. The Bible says that we can draw near to him. With confidence. And another place he encourages us, and he says this in the Bible let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Many of us did not have fathers who were that approachable. And somehow we project that when we come into a relationship as sons and daughters of God, we struggle to believe that God the Father is that approachable no matter what. Even if we had the dumbest of days, even if we've disappointed ourselves and we've disappointed in Him, the blood of Jesus causes us to be welcome. 
to come to Father God. If you've ever doubted the power of the blood of Jesus, then think about how you and I, as sinners saved only by His grace, can come into the presence of God without fear or without condemnation. See, the Father's love allows us and welcomes us. You're His kids. He says this, though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Always know that God is approachable. Always. And under any circumstance, your Father would love to see you. Would love to welcome you. Anita went on to say, thank you, Dad, for teaching me so much. And that's what God delights to do as well. He delights to show us the principles and the ways of the kingdom so we can have great success in life. As you come to the teaching of the word of God, you learn those principles and God puts these things for us and teaches us his ways. She went on to say, thank you so much for all your love, encouragement and support. You see, that's what fathers do. They love with an unconditional love. My God loves me. Your Father in heaven loves you unconditionally with an unfailing love. It's expressed through Jesus. Jesus loves me. This I know. How does it go? For the Bible tells me so. Little ones to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. Sing it. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. And it's so true. Your Father loves you unconditionally. God's Father is the greatest encourager anyone could ever have. He's put together 39 books in the Old Testament and 27 books in the New Testament to encourage us. To say, come on, you can get there. Stuart, my oldest son, says, you know, my oldest son is 50. It is a terrible shock when your son becomes 50. (laughs) Dear Lord, help us. But he writes this, thank you for always believing in me and encouraging me to do my best. That's what fathers do. And nobody does that better than our Heavenly Father. He believes in you. He encourages, Carol, he believes in you. Absolutely believes in you. Martin, God believes in you. Hallelujah. He he. He will always encourage you to do your best. Hallelujah. He's like that. Dennis, God believes in you. He's created you and he trusts you. He's always encouraging us to excel and to do our best. He really does and he loves you and cares about you and has a future laid out for you as you walk with him. I was praying uh, for you, Paul, not this Paul. Well, I was praying for you too, but God didn't speak to me about you. He said he, he knows enough already. I want to give you a scripture, Paul, that God gave to me yesterday. And it comes from 2 Samuel 22 and at verse 17 to 20. I want to read, read this to you. God's going to touch your life. 
in these next 30 seconds. It says this. He reached down from on high and took hold of me. He drew me out of deep waters. He rescued me from my powerful enemy, from my foes who were too strong for me. They confronted me in the time of my disaster, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a spacious place. He brought me out into a spacious place. He rescued me because... He delighted in me. Poor God delights in you, mate. Hallelujah. And though you've got a few enemies hanging around, I tell you what, you're coming out. In Jesus' name, praise God. Those enemies cannot hold you. God will support you. Hallelujah. Keep going. You come out to a large place because God delights in you. Ah, yes. Hallelujah. Well, what else? See, God watches over us and shouts to us, you can do it. Hallelujah. You are my son. You are my daughter. Of course you can do it. That's what my father used to say to me. Some of you have heard that. Dad used to say to Graham and me when we were struggling, you can do it, son. You can pass that exam. Don't worry. You can win that football match. Don't worry. You can open the batting for for, for Wellington. New Zealand, you can do it. You're a bilby, aren't you? (laughs) Of course you can do it. Bilbies can do it. This is what my father used to say, speak over us. And we used to, well, of course, yeah, we sure can. (laughs) And out we would go. But your heavenly father says the same over us. Of course you can excel. Of course you can get to the top and, and not stick on the bottom. You're the son of the most high God. You're a princess of the king of heaven. Hallelujah. Of course you can do it. God is for us, isn't he? Hallelujah. And our response by faith is, and all the ones who've been through foundations class will know this, Philippians 4.13, I can do everything God asks me to with the help of Christ who gives me the strength and the power. Amen. Anita says, Dad, thanks for all your support. Darren says, I know I'm not perfect, but thanks for your support anyway. Glenn says, thanks heaps for your support for my crazy ideas and also for the checks. (laughs) Dear me. (laughs) I think it's brilliant. I mean, God supports us when we are anything but perfect. And when we do have those crazy ideas and our father looks down and says, that guy's crazy. But anyway, I'm going to support him and I'm blessing him. I'll dig him out when he falls over. I'll help him. I'll help her. She's got all these crazy things going around her. Never mind. She's my kid. I'll be there for her. Hallelujah. God just loves doing this stuff for our kids. Anita wrote one year, this is my daughter. Thank you for the security and confidence you have given me. Wow. Every girl needs to know a father that cares about her. Young fathers, look after your girls. Walk with them. Hallelujah. Keep close to them. She says, thank you for the security and confidence you have given to me. What a great gift that is. So many lack security. They lack the confidence because their parents, their fathers have never spoken over them nor walked with them close enough. 
They lack the confidence to know, to go out and be all that they know they could be. Your heavenly Father believes in you. If you believe what he says about you, then you will be filled with confidence. You will be secure in who you are and you'll go out and excel in life. And Daniel 11.32 says, But the people who do know their God will be strong and do exploits. We need a heavenly Father. We need to be in touch with our Father to receive all that he believes in us and pours into our lives so we can, we can get out there and walk confidently as the son of the king, hallelujah, as a daughter of the most high God who believes in us, hallelujah, who gives us the strength, who gives us the confidence. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. And we need to latch into these scriptures and into these things and receive from a heavenly father who believes in us and who is totally trustworthy. Hallelujah. Anita wrote this in one card. She said, I guess the safest place in the world for me has always been in my dad's arms and on his knee. There are times when the best thing we can do is snuggle up close to our Father in heaven and just let him hold us and hug us and then you will know and you'll feel the beat of a heart that loves you unconditionally, who cares for you when you hurt, who is sad when you are sad, and who sings over you with joy when you begin to excel in your life. This is the heart of the Father. This is the heart of a Father who loves and who cares for us. As I sat and read these words from my Children, I felt warm and grateful. And my heart for them overflowed again last Saturday. And it made me love them again more and more and more. It makes me, when I read those things and hear from them, it makes my heart overflow to them and my heart open to them. And it opens my wallet to them as well. That's probably why they wrote these things. But I so appreciated them saying those things. Not just thinking them, but taking the time to express their love for me and why they love me. And this is why God the Father, this is how he feels too. When we return to him and take time to give him thanks and to worship him, and to acknowledge his support and his blessing and his protection and his care for us. When Jesus healed the ten lepers, he wasn't looking for them to thank him. He healed them because he loved them. But when one came back and thanked him, Jesus' heart was thrilled. Maybe this is what God the Father feels when you and I take the time to return on the first day of each week to lift our hearts and our voices in praise and thanksgiving to Him. And we stand in His presence with open hearts and begin to thank Him and acknowledge His fatherhood and acknowledge His Son, Jesus Christ. Perhaps that's what He feels when we are consistent and we don't miss out. We make the extra effort 
to come and return thanks to him and to acknowledge all that he's done for us. I think he looks forward to Sunday morning when you get up and when I get up in the morning and say, I'm going to church. I'm taking my kids to church this morning and all the effort sometimes that that takes. But it thrills the heart of Father God. Then when I read those kids, I'm again, I'm so proud of my kids. I'm so proud of them and all that they're achieving. And I am thrilled to see them walking confidently through life, achieving their dreams and making right decisions, both for themselves and for their children. I feel so thrilled about them. And your Father in heaven feels the same about you. He's so proud of you. He's so proud that you took time to come this morning and that you took time to just return thanks to Him. And just as you sung this morning and opened your heart and you say, Father God, I am what I am. I'm a child of God. And as you acknowledge that and all that that means and as you're thankful to Him, He looks down. He's, he's so proud of you. He's so thrilled about you. He's, you're His kid. He wants to encourage you and support you and lead you. He wants to fill you with confidence and provide, with you, provide for you. He's a good God. He's a magnificent Father with a great heart. Hallelujah. For God so loved the world. He gave His only begotten Son that whoever would believe on Him would not perish, but would have everlasting life. You say, how can I come into a relationship with the Father like you seem to have? It's through Jesus. Jesus is the way to the Father. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And He said nobody comes to the Father but through Him. He said, I'm the door to the Father. It is faith in Jesus Christ. And what Jesus did on the cross in paying for our sins that opens the door of relationship with a loving Father. You need Him. This life will kick you around and trample you down. You need a Father to care and to love and to hold you and support you. And sometimes when nobody else understands, he's a father that understands. And he says, Jesus is the way home. Jesus is the way. He's the savior of mankind. The Bible just simply says, if you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. And you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead. You will be saved. Hallelujah. You'll be saved from just struggling along on your own and doing the best you can to having a father and a family that can cause you to excel in life. Hallelujah. Jesus is the way to the Father. What a heart he has.
You don't need to be nervous or doubting and withholding. He loves you. He accepts you just as you are. But He loves you too much to leave you just like you are. He can bring changes that you have dreamt about. You can trust Him. But you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life and accept Him as your Savior. Let's pray about that, shall we? Father, thank you. Father, thank you. Thank you that you're always for us and never against us. Thank you that you love us with an unfailing love. And you long, Lord, to draw us back into the Father's heart. And you sent Jesus to make it all possible so that our sin would not keep us away from you, but could be cleansed and forgiven and cleared away from our lives so that we could be born afresh and start again. And Lord, come into this living relationship with a Father who is perfect, who will love us as nobody else has ever loved us. Father, thank you for making the way possible. While we're praying, may we just take a moment and could I ask you, do you know him? Do you know God as a father? Has there been a time when you've opened your life to him and said, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Today, I surrender my life and I give it back to you and I receive your forgiveness and your cleansing. I'm ready to start again with Jesus as my Lord and Father God as my Father. The Bible simply says, if two of you shall agree, it'll happen. I'd love to agree with you this morning. While we're in this attitude of prayer, you say, I'm Ian, pray for me. I'm ready to change direction. Thank you for pointing me to the way back to Father God. And if you like that, I'd love to agree with you in prayer. The miracle could begin in your life this morning. You say, Ian, pray for me. If you like that, and, you're, and you say, I'm coming home to Father God, would you just look at me while other heads are bowed? Just lift your hand, just look at me and say, yes, Ian, I'm giving my life to the Lord this morning. Is there anyone like that? If I don't see, just give us a little wave. You say, I'm ready to give my life to the Lord. Yes, God bless you. As you open your life to Him, I want to tell you, He opens His life to you. Receive Jesus today and with Him receive forgiveness and cleansing from the past and start afresh with Him. Hallelujah. A new day has begun for you. A new life begins for you this morning. As you give your life to Him, He gives your, His life to you. Receive Him as the Savior of your life. Is there anyone else you're saying yes this morning? Just lift your hand, just say yes. It's me, I'm giving my life to the Lord. 
Father, thank you for this one who's giving her life to you this morning. Just cause her, Lord, to be born afresh from heaven. Let heaven come down right now and fill her soul with your presence. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. God bless you.